A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's Pride Month, and we here at the Neural Nerds are showing our love and support with some special episodes highlighting LGBTQ plus brain injury survivors. In this episode, I'm chatting with my amazing friend, Michael Shutt, playwright, gay man, and stroke survivor from Los Angeles, California. Validation is chronic. That ass is iconic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> intro done. Intro boom. done. Boom. <laughs> I've listened to the show before. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was not I feel pretty good. About, I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Now, again, it's the running theme. We talked about it before. I say it every week. I mean it every single week. But this episode is not just special. This is a super special episode because I have with me in studio my dearest friend, Michael Shutt. What's up, Michael? Hello. I'll I'll, I'll tell you why this episode is going to be a weird intro. Because this is in a series that we started here at the Neuro Nerds for Pride Month. So we're talking about, you know, uh, a pride and you being... A gay man, Michael. I literally asked you. No one knows. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Here's what's hilarious. And I did this with Jamie, too. Jamie was the first episode for, for Pride Month. I literally said, hey, Jamie, will you come on my show and be gay? I told you the exact same thing. I was like, hey, Michael, will you be gay on my show? Well, I don't really have a choice <laughs> if I'm on your show. <laughs> so, and Michael says this with the greatest shirt I've ever seen. It literally says, woke up gay again. (laughs) In bright canary yellow. (laughs) So, Michael, just a little refresher for uh, my listeners out there. How are you part of this amazing community? I thought you were going to say, how are you gay? (laughs) Um, Well, I was born this way. (laughs) Much like Lady Gaga. He was born this way. That's how I'm part of this community. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, When you say this community, which one are you talking about? The brain injury community. (laughs) (laughs) Mimosas. Um... (laughs) How am I part of the brain injury community? Well, I've had a brain injury. Well, not, <laughs> not, just, I've one. not just one. I've had three. Not just one. Michael Shutt is an overachiever because he's had three strokes. Well, that's actually part of being gay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before you continue with that, that would be the weirdest thing. Well, you're, part of being gay is having multiple strokes, right? No, it's overachieving. <laughs> I, I want to clarify. I do not speak for the entire gay community. I speak for me. He Gr- speaks for himself as well as 98% of yeah, the gay community, no. right? Is that what it is? No. No, 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 no. I speak for me, but part of part of growing up gay was the overachieving. Like mm-hmm. I had had something. I I always had to be perfect. I had 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 was it? Wow, I can't talk. I have had a stroke. I've had aphasia. Forgive me. I do stutter sometimes. I will try not to. It also could be the mimosa. I don't know. Well, it's, you it's, just had like two sips. It's I not know. the mimosa at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also aphasia awareness month as well. That it is. You it are is. very and, aware. And I am very aware because I've had it. <laughs> yeah, that. Although I didn't know what it was at the time when I had it. I was like, why can't I talk? I thought I was being lazy. And as as someone who's been a, a singer and an actor for so many years, I would get up every morning and do vocal warm ups thinking that, that was going to help me. Wow. I was, like, I was like, I didn't I didn't I didn't know. I didn't even well, know I had a stroke. Well, who knew? I had, had three of them. I didn't know. Can I tell you what would have been amazing is is if vocal warm ups actually worked and you figured out yeah. how to fix aphasia. Yeah, that, that would have been amazing. Unfortunately, it did not. It, <laughs> it did not. So were you an overachiever before you came out? 
Or was it just like, hey, I oh, came out I'll, and like, now I have no, to no, achieve no, no. everything? No, no, no. I, from from first day of kindergarten, I needed to be the best student. I needed to have have all the A's. Like I, I mean, although we didn't have A's in kindergarten, we had the report cards. I believe I needed to nap better than anyone. Being a Catholic, this does make me laugh. Mm-hmm. In that we didn't get A A B C D E and F. Mm-hmm. We got there were three letters on our report card. It was S for for superior. Right. Oh. Oh, I for improving Mm -hmm. and N for needs improvement. Look at those three letters. What does that spell? Sin. (laughs) And as a Catholic, what? Our report cards were literally our sin reports. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the <laughs> It was like, I know, but I had to have all, all S's. Like, I needed to be superior to everything. Wow, I just needed to sin over and over <laughs> and over again. Speaking of sins, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> So, um, I, I asked this, uh, uh, Jamie, when she was on, on the episode, I was like, when did you realize what you liked? Basically, you know, like when you come <laughs> into your own, right. It's a really I'm strange so phrase. You your own. <laughs> <laughs> she, I believe it was around, she said around nine years old. She's like, she knew very early on that she wasn't like other kids in her class, that she liked different things. She just so happened to like women. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if I, I, I knew that, but I didn't, I, how do I say this? I knew it, but I didn't understand it because mm-hmm. I didn't, I mean, I, I grew up in the seventies and eighties where mm-hmm. there was no context for this. Right. Like, like today kids can come out at like oh, 10, 11 or 12 years there, old. There's TV shows. Exactly. There's, there's books. And, and I'm, <laughs> I am thrilled for them. Right. I don't get that because that's not how I, that was not the world that I, right. I grew up in. I, I'm not going to say that I knew that I was gay, but I knew that I, how do I say this? I felt safer mm-hmm. with girls. Oh, okay. Like all my best friends were girls, and and I used to get made fun of for it all the time. Like, like why don't why don't you go play play sports with the boys? I was like, no, I, I feel comfortable I, over I, here. These are my friends. Like that. That's who I want to be with. So I, I always felt I always just felt a lot more comfortable with girls. Right. And I actually didn't like guys. Little did I know, <laughs> I didn't like them because I liked them a lot. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of like you know a, a boy likes a little girl. You pick on them exactly. You treat them like shit because you really like them. Exactly. Exactly. So I I probably. I knew I was different than other people Mm -hmm. way early on, but I didn't know what that different was. And I didn't, I didn't know what it, I I didn't know what it meant. I, 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 yeah, I, I didn't know what it meant. I had odd crushes that I didn't understand, but I, I like Robin. (laughs) Wait, like Batman and Robin? Robin. (laughs) Oh, I, I I had such a crush on Robin. I mean, he was rocking what what, like little little chonies Uh over tights. Come on. Boy boy wonder. I mean, good Lord. (laughs) It's a wonder more boys didn't like him. I know. I know. And such a crush on Robin. The, the, the crush that I, that I really had that I had to like sort of step back and and go, huh? Like, what, what is this? Was, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I'm about to say this on your podcast where people are actually going to hear this. I had such a crush on Alex P. Keaton. Family time. You might not. You might be. Too oh, young. You are know, you kidding you know me? Of course I know. What's, uh, what's, okay, what's, okay what's, but but not only a 
crush on him. Like I tried to emulate him. Like I didn't, no. I, I, I wore the, he was so conservative. I know. And so I would go to school and I would dress like him and I, and I had the, the, the button down shirts and the ties and the suspenders and uh, yeah. Well, I, and the inner hate for anything different than you. Well, there was all that as well. <laughs> but, but, but again, no, like e- e- even then I didn't understand. Dan and then like I I had a girlfriend all through high school which, right. and and who who whom I love yeah like, and by um, the way she is ruined as an adult <laughs> I, I, oh god oh my god I know she's not she's not ruined no she's, no no she's not no, ruined no. therapy fixed her yeah no 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 <laughs> wait so, okay so you had a, a girlfriend in in high school and in college and in, and in college and in college oh, I didn't know one in college yeah now did you not figure it out yet. Or was it just like, no, 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 society needs me to be straight. So that's what I'm going to be. Well, it wasn't uh, it w- wasn't that I needed to figure anything out. It mm-hmm. was like I didn't know. I, I didn't know that there was an option to be figured out. Got it. Does that got make it. sense? A hundred percent. And I, and I, I don't mean to I, I don't want to do this lightly. Like, I, I don't want to, like, be flippant about it because no, 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 I, I, I have I have a you're ten, literally ten you're flipped. telling your story. Yeah. So basically you are following right. society's norms. Yeah. Well, this is just what you do when you get older. You well, date women. So, but also like, let's keep in mind the time period. Mm-hmm. This was the 1980s. Right. And when, when I was in college, so I will say there was one night in college, I had a little too much to drink and I accidentally did something with a guy. Accidentally. Ac- accidentally. I slipped fall. I, I slipped <laughs> fell and I landed on his. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get graphic. <laughs> I did play the clarinet for 13 years. <laughs> There are some things I do well, but I, <laughs> Felice is going to edit that out, I'm sure. <laughs> but it was like a light bulb moment. Like the light bulb right. went off and I was like, oh, this is what I've been missing. Like this, oh. this is, this is what, this is who I, this is who I am. Wow. Like this, this is, this is who I am. Like, right. like I get it. This was 1985. Okay. A few weeks later. AIDS hit the news. Oh, and that's the worst time to be part it, of the gay community. It, it, well, n- n- yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a, it was a tough time. It was a tough time to realize you were gay, right? Because not only like was I confused, but the whole world turned against. Yes, me. like like yeah. it was it was it was not not cool to come out at that point. And mm-hmm. what not only was it not cool, like it was you were risking your life to come. Oh out, yeah, come out yeah, at yeah. that point. And so there was a lot of what. Ter- the term that we use and <laughs> I've, I've had therapy um internalized homophobia mm-hmm. um is is what what happened with me like i i sort of like i, I became very self-loathing and self-hating and um like well i, I, I can't be this like i can't, like because I, I also grew up catholic yeah i was about to say that sounds a lot like catholicism it, this is well, why we that, get along that, very well that's how that's how i was trained <laughs> I, I was trained to, to be self-loathing um but like i i was I was an altar boy for years and I, but I will never forget there it is that, that year that I, I was, it was midnight mass mm-hmm. at the church that I had been an altar boy at for many, many years. And our priest stood up there at midnight mass on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and said that AIDS was God's punishment to gays. Stop. And that they, That's real life. Real life. Good that, Lord. They, oh no, he didn't use the word gays. Cause I don't think we use the word. I think he probably said homosexuals. Right. Um, and that they all deserve to die and would burn in hell. And I was sitting there and I was like, I've mowed your lawn. That's, I've poured your wine. I have I have served your masses, and and I got up and walked out. Right, I good, got, I, good for but, you. But I didn't. I didn't even then. Like I still hadn't come out to anyone. I right. hadn't even come out to myself. I just knew that that, that was wrong. That was wrong. That was that was not the God that I believed in. That was not the God that I was raised to believe that's, in. That's very hateful. It was really hateful, and and I it was really hard. It that that was that night was one of the hardest 
like, well, I've had lots of difficult, <laughs> difficult nights, like three strokes. Um, but, but that, that one was, was hard to take. Yep. And that was, yeah, it, it shut, shut me down a, a little bit. When you finally came out to yeah. you, when mm-hmm. you finally realized I'm gay, I like dudes. Yeah. Who was the first person you told? Who was the first person you came out to? Um, my best friend, her, her name's Meredith and I'll, I'll never forget it. It was out here in Los Angeles. I, so I had, yeah, I, I'd come out to LA right after college. You came out to LA, then you came out to Meredith. Yeah, exactly. And we were, we were at, I don't even, I don't think it even exists anymore, but there was a mall in Santa Monica, the Santa Monica place, I think. I don't even and, think that's real. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't think it is anymore. It was at the end, of, it was at the end of the promenade, end of Santa Monica promenade. It was a big mall and we were in the food court having lunch and I was like stammering and stuttering and I was like, um, I, there's something I really want to tell you and I, I don't want you, I, I don't want you to hate me and, and like, please, whatever I say, like, please still be my friend. She's like, oh my God, just spit it out. And I was like, well, I was wondering if you knew that I was gay. And she screamed and she's like, finally, <laughs> she's like, I've known for years. Like I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you to know it. Amazing. And she literally pulled out at the time. It was a filofax. We had these things wow. called filofaxes. Do you know what, do you know what that is? Is that the, the big book that yes. like, it was a calendar and also an address book in one and, <laughs> and, and, and wallet. <laughs> Leather bound. She pulls out her father's officials. There are so many guys I'm going to set you up with. And like, she starts That's like hilarious. going through numbers and names. Um, You're like, I've already been through like four of those <laughs> <wow>. guys. <laughs> um, but no, she, she was the, the best, the, the best That's great. person to come out to. She like, she knew before you. Oh yeah. Or at but, least she was comfortable in knowing before you. Well, I, I think, I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. I mean, well, like for example, when I, when I told, when I finally came out to my, my parents, which also took like that took a couple years of therapy. I, I was it, gonna say it, that's that's it, difficult. That's not an easy. No, sure. No, it, it 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 took took a couple years of therapy to prepare myself to come out to them because mm-hmm. you know very Irish Catholic, yeah. um, a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt, and same same sort of thing. I was like a lot of burning in hell. Yeah, for some reason. Yep. And I had flown home for the Fourth of July because our you know our our neighbor. I I grew up in on the South Shore of Boston, like mm-hmm. very. Fourth of July is like. Also, the, the I think biggest. Boston seems like one of the most tolerant places on earth. Now, <laughs> oh, not even now. Are you kidding me? Boston sounds horrible. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, Sorry. It's 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 it, it has its it it has its it, pockets. It has its pockets. Yeah. Po- Every 18th Street has <laughs> a third of a house that's acceptable for everything that you do, Michael. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, Fourth of July is a huge deal in our neighborhood because we're we we lived right by the beach, so there were like huge bonfires and fireworks and the whole whole nine yards. And I went home with the intention of coming out to them that them that weekend. And all week long, I I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't like I couldn't keep anything down. I was nervous. I was like, and so the night before the fourth, the third right. is when our neighborhood has its huge celebration for some reason. I, I I'll never understand that, but the third of July is when all the all the fireworks happen, and um. You know, we'd been at the beach, we'd seen the bonfires, seen the fireworks, and when we come back and everyone, everyone's going to bed, and before they, they go, I, I grabbed my brother, who's four years younger than I am, and I was like, I need to tell you something. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, the reason I came home, I'm going to come out to mom and dad. I just, I want you to know that I'm gay. And he looked at me and goes, you think that's news? <laughs> and I was like, huh? He's like, Michael. He's like, of course you're, he's like, of course we've... I know that. Like I've always known that. And I was like, Oh, so, so then the next night when I, when I finally like work up the nerve to finally tell my parents, my mother goes, Oh honey, I've always known. She's like, did, did you think you couldn't tell me? How and, beautiful. And, and I was like, so then I told her, I made the mistake of telling her two things. I told her one that I had 
gone to therapy <laughs> to figure out how to tell her. Oh, shit. <laughs> which she was like, you paid someone money <laughs> to learn how to talk to me? <laughs> It's like, how much did you spend? Waste, like, not even spend. How much no. did you waste? Yeah, how much? Exactly. <laughs> that, that's probably much. And then the other thing I told her that I told my brother first, what what he said, she goes, you told him before you told me? <gasps> yeah. I, I was like, I, I did. She goes, go pack your bags. I was like, what? Because he, he had gone out. She goes, go pack your bags. Oh, because oh, he, I forgot to say this part. He said to me, he's like, we've always been like, but don't tell mom and dad. I was like, why? And, and he goes, it's none of their business. I was like, well, I, I want, I want to make it their business. He's like, all right, well, don't expect me to be here when you do it. <laughs> and, and, then, and then he like, he caught himself and he, st- he stopped himself immediately, immediately. And he goes, well, unless, unless of course you, you need me to be here. He's right. like, if, if you need me to be here, of course I'll be here. I was like, no, no, I, I'm good. He's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did so, not want so, to be so, here. So he went out and I told I told my parents all this. My mom goes, go pack your bags. I was like, what? She goes, go pack your bags and sit on the front steps. So my brother pulls up at like one o'clock in the morning and I'm sitting on the front steps. That is just wait, <laughs> sitting on the front steps, and he gets out of the car. He's like, "What? What, what are you doing?" I said, and I start crying. I was like, "You were right. I never should have told them. I need you to take me to Logan. They kicked me out of the house." He's like, "What? What?" He's like, "That's not right." That, that like he, he was getting all worked up. And all of a sudden, my parents pop up. They were sitting on the front doors. They're like, "Ha ha! We got you. You never should have told them not to tell us." Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the Neuro Nerds are here to help. Join our hashtag #YouSoRock Facebook group at facebook.com/groups/YouSoRock to connect with other survivors like you. Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at JoeSoRocks.com/YouSoRock, and submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them. And remember, you, you so, so rock. rock. <laughs> Your parents that's, are that's, cartoon that's, characters. That's my, that's, that's my family. They're so sweet and innocent looking. I've, oh, no. Michael, I've met your parents. I know. I they're know. adorable. <laughs> they're tiny. They're little. There's no way your mother did that. Oh, of course she did. <laughs> of course she did. She's also got a mouth on her. Where do you think I get my mouth from? That's from like I have that line in my show where I, where I say... Uh, where, where my, my mother says, like, the stroke can't be that serious if you're still able to be such a smart ass. I'm like, don't need to remind you that the stroke affected my brain. The sarcasm is in my blood. That's I get true. it from you. <laughs> That's very true. So you came out. We, we talked a little bit right before this. We talked about invalidation. You know, so I wanted to talk a little bit about chronic invalidation. Well, that's a that's a fancy term that I learned in therapy. Ooh, that's a fancy term that I use right now because it's written on a piece and of paper to go. the left of me. Well, I had, I had to write things down because I, I have a brain injury. I forget things. So <laughs> chronic invalidation is basically like it, it's I, well, I'm not a therapist, so I'm not going to I'm I'm, I'm not going to give a dictionary de- definition because I can't. I'm going to ex- explain what, oh, what, yeah. it, what it is for me. Me being gay, even though I was in the closet, like I I was always told that I was so dramatic. Michael, you're so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're too sensitive. You're you're, you're too dramatic. Like, Brushing off your feelings. Just, completely, it's, it's a lot of gaslighting and, yeah. and a lot of like, but any any feeling that you had, like being told, oh, you don't feel that way. Mm. Oh, I, I don't? Oh, you're right. I, I don't feel that way. Or like even, yeah, I was always told that I didn't even know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I, like eat, right down to like, we'd go out to eat and I like say, like say would, would, which happened rarely, but like we'd go out to eat. It was more often with, with my aunt and uncle. I got to eat, and I, like, let's say, like the waiter would come up with, "What would you like?" I said, "I'd like the hot dog." My aunt would be like, "Oh no, you don't want that. You want the chicken." Oh wow! Like, I love the chicken. 
I was told I was constantly, like, constantly like, wow. I want this. No, you don't. You don't want that. You don't want that. You don't feel that way. You, like it's, uh-huh. it's a complete invalidation. Oh, of, for sure. Of, of your feelings. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that it wasn't, Oh, Michael, no, you don't like men. That's funny that they drew the line with that. That's like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. of course you know what you want there. Well, I, I, I think if I had come out a little sooner, like, <laughs> like it, that, that might've been the response. Not, not from, not from, a, not from my mom and dad, but mm-hmm. from, from others. Right. Actually, <laughs> Oh, I can't even say this out loud. It it was a response from a couple of my friends and possibly one of my girlfriends. <laughs> it was like, no, no, you, you're not gay. Did you ever get, are you sure? Oh my God, of course. Really? Of course. I think that's funny. So just as you know, I'm a pretty open guy. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of my, a lot of my friends are gay. You're, you're one of my best friends and you are shockingly gay. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than just the shirt. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, that's exactly what I'm speaking of. That shirt that says woke up gay again is the least gay thing about you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm pretty open and I've had a few friends come out to me mm-hmm. and I think it's beautiful. And I always like hold that like a special place in my heart to that. One in particular was a very, very similar situation where I knew ahead of time yeah. and this person was like shocked. How did you know? I was like, I've seen you walk. I've heard you talk. I've been around you. Clearly, the gayest dude ever. I just not once have I ever been like, are, are you sure? Are you sure you're gay? I mean, that's just seems like an odd thing to say to another person. Yeah. You know, it's not like food. Yeah. It's not like, hey, Michael, you sure you want a hot dog? This is like, this is a steak joint. You know what I mean? You had to go to hot dog. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Sorry. Are you sure you want a hot steaming sausage, Michael? <laughs> yep. Tried it. Love them. Want another. <laughs> I was going to say something. But that, but that's, so the people that were chronically invalidating your feelings, that's just nonstop. Yeah. Are you sure? Are, you the, do you, are these the same? Like, are they still in your life? Or are you, were oh, you there, like, there, there are definitely. I definitely still have people in my life. That, oh, fuck that, that noise. Sorry. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> that's got to go. That's got to go. But but anyway, like that, I mean, not to make this leap too quickly, but that plays into my experience with my stroke. Right. So like, like I had spent a lifetime having my feelings invalidated mm-hmm. or, or basically anything that I said invalidated. Right. And I just learned that like, it's it's even one of the first lines of my show where, mm-hmm. where I say bro, bro, broken bones, get all the attention, broken hearts, get all the sympathy, broken brains, just leave you scared and confused with a fistful of fragments. I'm trying to put your, uh, trying to put these pieces back together. They're fighting for your life. Brilliant. But the, by the um, way, brilliant. The hardest part about breaking your brain is that no one, no one else will ever understand how, how deep the cracks really go. Yeah. And, and then I say some, Oh, it, it's the, my, my brain broke. My brain broke twice. No, three times actually. Four possibly, but who's counting? <laughs> after you break your brain twice, everything after that just makes you look really dramatic. And that's, and, like, that's that, one, damn that line. That's one of the first lines of the show. Now that and, we're talking about this, that line has a deeper meaning. Well, that's where it comes from. And so, and then I um, and it comes up like three or four more times during the show. Right. Like, oh, Michael, you're like when I, in the moment that I'm having the stroke, and and I a, a coworker says, "What's wrong with you?" I said. I don't, maybe I'm having a stroke. She goes, oh, you're being so dramatic. So dramatic. And, Damn. and that like, that's what I grew up with. And, and that's what, that's why I didn't do anything for four days. Cause right. I thought I was being, being dramatic. dramatic, but uh, like years of chronic invalidation taught mm-hmm. me not to trust any, my, not to trust my feelings, not to trust my body, not to Ooh. trust anything that's going on with me. Like, oh, I'm just being dramatic. This is, like, this is why we get along. We get yeah. that. There's a reason why I was in the amount of pain that I was for so yes. many years and just ignored, ignored it. it. Just, well, it's not that big of a deal. Yep. Oh, so what? I can barely see with this migraine mm-hmm. and I'm vomiting in the tub for 16 hours, two, three times a week. 
this is normal, should right? I, should I not have blood coming out of my ear? For no <laughs> right, right. This is this is normal. Yeah. This is what life is. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's a a really bizarre. It's it's a mindset. That's what yeah. it is. And again, it's the programming that we've had growing yeah. up the way that we we grew up. Now, I'm not shitting on religion. I'm kind of shitting on religion. <laughs> organized religion or, is it's, organi- it's, it's, every, it's not belief. It's organized. Yes, the, not the, belief. Or, the organized religion. So, well, I, I I say this: religion inherently, it's not an evil thing. It can be used right. as a weapon. And for Michael yeah. and myself, it was used as a weapon yep. to keep us small. So, yeah, to, to yeah, obedient, e- <laughs> easily pliable. Yep. Right. And 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 it's unfortunate. And it kind of like led into a lot of weird things, personality quirks that we have as adults. Also, I'm sure for you as well, ruined a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. <laughs> fractured friendships, you know, and it kind of led into our injuries. Yeah. You know, like we would be a lot better off physically and emotionally if we didn't have if we weren't raised the way that we were. Um, or, or at least I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You. I, I was, I was just like for me, like I may still have had the strokes, <laughs> but may, maybe not. Who knows? But right. I at least would have handled it or or, or, or addressed it as, yes. a, as opposed to going like. Oh, you're just being dramatic. Yeah, my, my, Michael, you're just being dramatic. Because that that's the tape that's in my head from right. years, like over 40 years of people saying to me, Michael, you're just being dramatic. You're just being, being now, dramatic. Now, here's the thing. I'm sure a handful of times, Michael was being dramatic. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, you weren't the boy that cried wolf. I did not run around saying that I've had strokes. <laughs> <laughs> now I do. <laughs> Constantly, because I've had them, I've had three of them. You know, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like I have dramatic friends, and the yeah. ones that are just dramatic to be dramatic, they're not in my circle. Right. You know, I don't have time for that. I don't have that energy. Yeah. I need my bandwidth for my people. Yeah, the, my my dramatic friends, it's like, yeah, you can be dramatic, and I can see that you're kind of being, you're having a dramatic moment. Yeah. But if you're talking about something serious, I know you're not stretching this. I know you're not enhancing it. This is. If you're feeling sick, if you're feeling invalidated, if your feelings are hurt, if you're physically in pain, I understand that like you have to respect these things. Now, if it's a person that you're not really sure, are they? That's probably not somebody you should hang out with. Right. Michael is not one of those people, you know. So when you were finally I came out of the closet, did you do like did you run out of the closet like Hussein Bolt or was it like a, a gradual? Hey, I have to be comfortable in this world. Well, Okay, so yeah, no, <laughs> I like I said the words that I came out, right. but like like I, I've I've joked with you before when you asked me to do this, I'm like I'm the worst gay in the world. <laughs> I, I, this was two years ago, yeah, and I was like, hey, I wanted you I to like, do a Pride episode, and you're like, Joe, I am the worst gay. <laughs> yeah, I'm the worst gay. <laughs> no, because all my friends were straight. Like my mm-hmm. entire circle of friends were straight, and like and they, I mean, they all knew they they were very good friends, right. but it, I didn't have a circle of gay friends that I felt safe with and comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And until, until I turned 40 mm-hmm. and uh, a friend of mine started um, a, a sports, like a, a recreational sports league called VGL, Varsity Bar- 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 Gay League. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> VG, I mean, you know what? VGL v- obviously was, was a joke for like very good looking. Um, <laughs> but I joined that. And that's when that's where I, I I joined the kickball league and I mm-hmm. and I joined the tennis league and I I joined a bowling league, and that's where I started developing really good relationships with with a lot of other gay men. Right. And what I loved about it was it was different than just going to the bars. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't just going out and hanging out. It's the bars the, and more day to day stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- this was. We're actually like playing sports, like well, sports, kickball. Yeah, not just kickball, gay kickball, <laughs> gay, gay, gay kickball. I, I bought, I bought cleats for it once. They were these, 
bright, shiny red cleats. I <laughs> put, put a picture of them on Facebook and a friend of mine from high school commented, she goes, I don't understand. <laughs> I want to get this right. She goes, I don't understand why someone would buy cleats. So you buy you buy cleats for a sport. Why would you ever buy it for an activity? And I was like, oh, that's mean. I was like, this is a sport. Like, going to the sport that we played in third grade, but yeah. it's still a sport. Like, yeah, like and, you, you should see my love making cleats. Oh my god! I, oh my lord! <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That but that that group like really like they. they funny, funny. We get to this because I know there's another bullet point mm-hmm. in there. Like they sort of became like or I formulated like a chosen family out of that. Like a lot of times, again, I cannot speak for all gay people, but for some of us, when we come out to our families, a lot of people like lose their family a and, lot. and, and um, or lose their place in their family or, or, and, and, and no, you know, you, you say lose your place. If you're losing your place in your family, you lost your family yeah. and I'm sorry. And it happens. And, and it's really, really sad. I've had a, you know, I, I'm as straight as an arrow, but I am, I've had lots of gay friends over because I'm very open. I'm very understanding. And so many of my gay friends have lost all of their family and friends when they've come out. It's disgusting. Honestly, it's really gross because it's like they're not malicious. They're not vicious. They're not awful people. They just so happen to like somebody of the same. You know what? It's also a gift. Yeah. Yeah. When when you lose those people, it's also a gift because it it I just like just like when I had the stroke, I Mm -hmm. lost I lost certain friends and i and i love to say that i didn't lose friends you the, didn't the, lose the, the stroke feng shuied my life yes it, it cleared out space and gave me gave me space for better friends mm-hmm. like you um and that's that's a lot of times what happens when when you come out like you do lose people yeah um but then you end up forming a new family yeah and and that that's what happened when, when i joined vgl like like these these guys and, and and women as well like um became really really good yeah. close friends and when i had the stroke they were the ones that rallied around me like there there was one day like my i will never forget i was in the hospital and my nurse had to just like michael you have to ask some people to leave i had like 17 people That's in my hospital amazing. room amazing and they, they would come and they would they would bring me like things from kickball and things like people they would bring me food and gift baskets I, and they would eat my food and like <laughs> like it, but they they showed up for me are you finding it hard to recover at home after stroke find out if modus nova can help you by taking their free online assessment at modusnova.com slash the neuro nerds if you haven't heard of modus nova they make devices to help folks with a brain injury like stroke regain the use of their affected limbs for example the modus hand is an ai powered robotic exoskeleton that helps users do exercises and play games similar to the way an occupational or a physical therapist might manipulate the limb It helps survivors get into thousands of repetitions they need to form new neural pathways. It can assist with hand movements or resist them to provide a personalized exercise experience. If this sounds like something you want to try, visit modusnova.com slash theneuronerds to learn more. Use special code theneuronerds when you sign up and get a month free with the 30-day challenge. Just visit modusnova.com slash theneuronerds to get started. They were there and they rallied around me and they they got me around town like okay one thing you mentioned earlier right before we jumped yeah. on you mentioned that your family witnessed that yes. your family experienced yep. the passionate friendships that yep. you had in this community yep. that do you think that actually opened their eyes a little oh, bit absolutely that's and that's amazing a- absolutely because my i mean for, for people that don't know my story my my parents flew out here and moved into my apartment when i had the stroke <laughs> um and you know i've i've i haven't i hadn't lived with them 
in over 30 years. Like, uh, and I'm very close. Like we're very, very close. But as my mom always says, the best thing we ever did was moving 3000 miles away. Like that's what kept us so close. Um, but, and they, they've known for years that I was gay, but they've never really seen it, seen firsthand what that means. Mm-hmm. To, to, oh, I don't even know if I can say this. You to absolutely can. To, to the point where when I, I was in the hospital and I realized they were coming, they were going to be staying in my hospital. Um, they were going to be staying in my apartment. I had to call a friend of mine, friend of mine go, you need to go clean my room <laughs> right now. You, you need to go through the drawers. You need, because if you don't, my mother will like, you need to, you need to get things out of there. Anyway, just, all, just, all of the things that you think, yep. they, they got to go. Th- th- those are the things. Yeah. Those are the things. And, and he did like, and, and we've, we've, and, but we've also had this running joke for you, years. You did the, the fully full on embodiment of clear my browser history. Yes. <laughs> but the physical version, the like physical. get it out. And, and there was, Oh my God, I don't, I don't think I can, t- Felice, you can edit this out of no, it. Stays. Have, have, so there was, I'll never forget. There was one day in the hospital, my parents come in, my dad goes, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I found the damnedest thing. It's like, I've, I've, I've been looking through your drawers for flashlights and I can't find a flashlight, but I found, I found this thing. I thought it was a flashlight, but I can't figure out. I don't know what the hell. I was like, that's not a flashlight. <laughs> like, stay out of my drawers. Stay out of my drawers. And and my dad's like, oh, Michael, your mother's already been through all of them twice. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway. This is the strangest <laughs> candle I've ever seen. <laughs> oh I, was God. Like, I was like, no, put 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 everything away. Put everything away. Put it back. Sanitize your hands, yeah. please. <laughs> That's not sanitizer. I'm dying. <laughs> But that, that's why I have good friends. You, you, no, you definitely do. And there is something so beautiful yeah. about family, right? Yeah, family is amazing. I've said this about family. Family, you have to love. Yeah. Some people will disagree with me, yeah. but you have to love your family. Whether you lo- Here's the thing. You have to love them because they are your family. You don't have to like your family. You don't, yeah. you know? When it's, it's kind of like, I, I, and I, I've mentioned this before, like when you're a kid, your parents buy you clothing. Yeah, they buy you. You're going to wear yep. this. You can yep. say, I don't like that. Well, this is what you're going to wear. Yep. And you have to wear it. That's it. You don't have to like it, but you have to wear it. Yep. Right. Because it's the clothes that your parents buy you when you can actually afford to go out and buy your own things. Those clothes mean everything to you because mm-hmm. you chose them. That's what I feel about chosen family. Yep. Family is given to you and you. Yeah, yeah I, I love them. I love them. You don't have to like your family. Right. You you <laughs> My mom not says only that to me all the time. <laughs> like I have to love you, but I don't have to like you. Yeah, you you. you your chosen family yeah. you love because yeah. you chose them yeah. and more importantly you like them yeah. because you chose them that's why sometimes your chosen family means even more to you than family because yeah. you got to choose them michael you are my chosen family yeah same here and i same, fucking same love you so much and be, I, you. mostly because like i just like you you know what i mean <laughs> like i just we can just talk for days we do <laughs> and it, it's it's exhausting i'm sure to other people to listen but for us it's this like this is part one of ten <laughs> <laughs> right wait we haven't even really started <laughs> isn't this the intro <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's beautiful yep. about chosen family they're just something so amazing to where a chosen family member will rummage through your drawer drawers <laughs> to remove things yep that would make truckers blush yep yep <laughs> and the fact that like we've had that set up for years. Like he's had a key to my apartment for years. Like in case it was always a case I ever die, like get in there before my parents get there. But all of a sudden I was like, they're coming, get in there. Right. And yeah, he knew what to do. Right. Right. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Code blue. Yep. Code yep. pink. Yeah. Wait, code rainbow. All that yep. stuff's got to go. <laughs> yep. But it, it, it's funny. Cause you were talking about my parents experiencing this. Like mm-hmm. they, 
it's funny because I all like I, I I feel like I'm bragging saying this, and I, I don't mean to sound bra- bra- braggadocious. That that's the word, right? It's a good um, word. That's a good word. I think I think it's the correct word. I could be wrong. I've got I've got very very good friends, I, and my my friend. There are friends that I've had for like 25, 30 years that like we are still a tight circle of friends. When I talk about a family friend, like mm-hmm. they are they are they are beyond family to me. Like they, they're they're my family. But this other group of chosen friends. My, as my mother refers to them, she's like, your new friends. I was like, it's okay. You can say the word gay. Um, <laughs> she's doing quote fingers. Yeah. You know, your, your, new, your new friends. friends. It's like, they're gay. You, you can say it. <laughs> like she had never really experienced that, that many gay, gay people before. And she, she was in heaven. Like she, she, awesome. like she, she, yeah, it, it, it was, it, it was a good experience for, for everyone. Like mm-hmm. I think it was good for them to see me surrounded by so much love right right and and it was you know good good for me to see them see that and and for me for me to see them like all of a sudden i god i'm i'm trying to figure out what i'm trying to say like i'll, I'll my my defenses went down my right. or the wall the walls that i had spent so many years building gone were gone, gone. There, uh, there there was comfort there yeah. there was safety and comfort a- abso- there absolutely and I, I i love that but again that, that's what chosen family yeah. is you know and specifically i'm not even gonna say well the gay community is better it's not it's just your community you found right. your community you found your people yeah. they just so happen to be gay yep you know and i just think it's such a beautiful thing to have your family your your yep. parents there yep. to witness this like subculture yep. that they've never been a part of and the, the not just the 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 energy is a very hippie thing yeah no, like the, but, the energy no, and love it. but the actual the deep love yep. the connection and the care of yep. this community for their son yeah i just think that that really Absolutely. i'm sure that impacted them and i'm sure they'll never forget that no i also think that's great for you too oh yeah just so like hey i have both my family and my chosen family yep. here you know and and like the, the what i love is that there's no issues that there was never any i don't trust these people well it <sighs> I'm trying to figure trying to figure out how to say this. What what's interesting to me is it, it has completely changed the dynamic between my parents and me, mm-hmm. or at least when I go home, or, or or not not even just when I go home, but and I know I think this is probably going to bump into one of our next talking points for years. Like even after I come out to them, I would still go home and present as straight. You, you, I mean, yeah. I, I, I didn't. I never denied who I was, and I right. well, well, <laughs> I, I say never. Yeah, I, was about I, to I say. denied it for thirty years, um, but <laughs> I, I did. I. I, but I still like was straight acting. Right now, when you, when you say go home, this is when you went back East, right? Back back East to Boston. Was that more an immediate defense mechanism to be in in that area? Probably. Okay. I mean, it's more of a learned behavior, like, Mm -hmm. like almost Pavlovian, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm back East. I have, I have to, I have to behave straight because it's how I feel safer. Like that's, that, that's how I survived. East coast is hard. Well, there's, there's something uh, like inherently hard about the East coast. Like my, my time in New York made me hard i have like a very like rough interior like seriously it's it's and blizzards and uh, i'm just saying out here in california yeah. 45 degrees that's not cold guys that's not cold that's beach weather in new york yeah. <laughs> so but there's something that that's so tough yeah in new york that's why i'm glad i had like young tough me but like now i've been out in california for a couple of decades now and i'm like oh yeah like it's nice soft floofy and flowy out here so yeah. i have like that that balance so it's it's funny that yeah yeah i had you almost put like this little front yeah you play this character Ab- abs- well it's funny you say that because that that was my whole life i and i used to pride myself on being like a chameleon i would right. be whatever anyone wanted me to be oh um 
Oh, and that's ba- based on horrible. based on who I was with. Like, well, you're a transformer. I was I was a people pleaser. Yeah, I, I, you're a transformer. I, I absolutely I, I, I absolutely was a transformer. You're, I'm hanging out with cheerleaders, so yeah. I'm very bubbly. Yep. Yep. You know, oh, I'm hanging out with athletes. We're going to talk about girls and beer or, and or, balls. Yeah. <laughs> Sports or, balls, guys. Or, you know, hang out with with, you know, this member of my family. I have to be like this. I mean, right. this member of my family. That's exhausting. I, I have to be perfect for this one. I have to be no. funny for this one. I Michael, that's exhausting. Well, it's probably why I became an actor. I was um, about to say it, it. it's fitting because yeah. you're an amazing actor. But just I, I was kind of a transformer for a little bit because I didn't really know exactly where I stood. Mm-hmm. But once I figured out who I was internally, this is just who I am. You yeah. know, exactly what you guys are hearing right now. This is how I am in real life. I'm exhausting, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't have time to to pretend anything. Yeah. Now, this is before your strokes, correct? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, OK, it's, it's funny because since my strokes, I've, the one thing I've, I've said, especially to, to my director, Diana, I've said this multiple times. The strokes made me a better actor mm-hmm. because so for I mean I've been acting for over thirty years and but there was always a bit of me that was quote unquote performing which is what right. you don't really want to do when mm-hmm. like good acting is not performing like per, like being performative whatever right. um you, the the goal is to tell the truth and once I had the strokes I didn't have the energy to perform anymore and I didn't have the bandwidth to per, quote unquote perform anymore mm-hmm. all I had the energy to do was to tell the truth right and that's like I mean. When, when you saw my thing like that that's like the stripped down like no 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 facade no no pretense no no not being performative just telling the truth it was amazing it, it it was and it spoke to so many people i think because of that i think you found like your i think you found your voice i think yeah. you found who who you were i just don't have time for that and not even just time i don't have energy for that that's why i i said um a, a while ago i i, I did a, i did a, i did a post I did a thing on like TikTok, like I do things on TikTok, which is, by the way, I have I have a bone to pick with TikTok. People on TikTok are negative as shit. really. I don't, like, I don't, I still don't know how to use TikTok. Man, like, it, like I, I'm getting pretty good traction, which is really cool because I'm trying to like advocate and connect. But like, man, there's a there's so much negativity. It's hard. Oh, wow. it's, it's but on the flip side, there's a lot of positivity, so that's what I'm focusing on. But then, man, the negativity comes through. But I just I, I I mentioned after your stroke, you come so close to not being yeah why do you want to do the exact same exactly. things that you did before? You know, I used to pretend I used to act. I was a great actor. I, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I want to be as authentically yep. me as possible. And I think that's what you're doing. And I think it's amazing. I, I, I actually, I'm sorry. I just interrupted you. Oh, no, no, no. This is how we talk. <laughs> I, I've actually said that before. The stroke made me a more authentic person yeah. because I didn't, I don't have the bandwidth or the energy or the patience no. to, to, no. to, please people anymore like like if, this is who you are yeah, if, if, if you like me fantastic if you don't if you don't blessings to that, you yeah bye-bye yeah like, that, that's I, look there are a lot of people that don't like me yep. believe it or not <laughs> oh you no I, I don't i don't believe that so so and i get it right i can be abrasive i have this ridiculous sense of humor i'm a lot of energy like i i get that this is just who I am, though. If you don't like that, that's cool. I'm I'm not for you. You know, uh, my friend Bryony in uh, uh, Yorkshire, mm-hmm. she helped me understand that because uh, she was talking about podcasts and, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, I don't listen to your podcast. And I was like really offended. <laughs> and she's like, Joe, you're too much energy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. I'm not for everybody, right. which is true. Like I find my people. You're right. my people. Yeah, yeah. We, was, we, you and I. I, but I, I'm sorry, I, I'm interrupting you again. I, no, I just, please. This, but, this is how we talk. But, but, this is what we do. But I was going to say that that's exactly the sort of the point I was trying to get to. Like even like in my I find it in my writing, like I mm-hmm. 
I've want I've my whole life I've wanted to be a writer and right. and I never did because as I was writing I was always thinking about what someone else would think of what I was writing. And I found Catholicism, man. Finally got to the point where I was like, forget my language, but F that. I, I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm just gonna fuck I'm that. Just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna write and I'm gonna tell yeah. the truth and, I, and I'm I'm gonna be authentic and I'm gonna I'm gonna say what needs to be said. Right. And I'm not gonna worry about if someone doesn't like it. That's fine. fine. That's it's not fine. for them, but there, there will be someone who this will really help and really there, affect. There them. is not one person on this earth. There is not one person that something that they do. There isn't going to be something that have issues with that, yeah. right? You yeah. can even say things like, "Well, people need water and people need air and sun," right? Yeah. There are people who are allergic to the sun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yes. saying. People with lupus. Yes. So, I mean, look, th- th- not everybody's going to like the things that you do. You don't have to please everybody. Yeah. Do you want to know who you should be aiming towards? Your people. Your people, your people like me, I want to hear everything that you do. I want to read every word you put out. I want to watch everything that you do. Oh, great. Let me start talking. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is what like I'm the community of people that you're getting this towards. There are other people who are like, well, I I don't like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's fine. You don't have to change anything for those people. They're just not part of the people who are going to be following you. It's a big world out there. I'll say that is a huge world. I've known that now because like I'm in a bunch of different countries. There yeah. are neuro nerds across yep. the globe. Yeah. Right. You just have to find them. Yep. They're, they're out there. You just got to put the stuff out there. Yep. Like, and eventually you'll find your chosen family. Yep. It's written right there. On a piece of paper, Michael. It's written right there. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we talk a bit about presenting well and oh, being yeah. well. There's two different things right there. Very, very different. And that's, that, that goes into what, what I was talking about earlier, but like, so I don't, I don't know about you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak for you or any other stroke survivor. That's going to say my experience. I'm going to speak for every stroke. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> After my stroke, like there was a, a lot of times when I felt like I needed to present as if I was doing well to the point where I even had one of my nurses came into my hospital room one night. I'll never, this, this will haunt me to my dying day. I'll never forget this. I had a bunch of people in there. Everyone had, everyone had left and she had my arm in her hand she was I, I can't remember if she was either taking my blood pressure or doing another blood draw or mm-hmm. something but I, I vividly remember that my arm was in her hand and she said Michael you're very confusing to people she said everyone thinks you're doing well I know you're not yeah. and at some point you're going to have to tell them and I was like what and I had spent so much time like Everyone coming to visit me, I thought I had to entertain them. Yeah, I, 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 I kept it light. I kept it funny. I told funny stories. That's that's all the whole idea for the show came from. Every time someone came in, I would tell them another funny story of what happened that day, and everyone kept saying, "I hope you're writing this down. Hope you hope hope you're going to turn this into a show." And but I felt the need to entertain them, to please them, to so that they would keep coming back. You're like Billy Joel. You are the entertainer. Exactly, my favorite singer. Um, <laughs> so that that whole I, I, I was talking to our our friend. Bill, Bill Monroe about this one day when we were talking about the whole presenting well versus being well. Oh, because like I'm here, I am presenting as if I'm being well, but I'm not. Like right. inside, I'm scared to death. I'm terrified. I'm anxious, but I'm holding it all in. I'm not letting anyone know because I I don't want to scare them away. Right. And Bill said something to me that like literally blew my mind. Like like as everyone that's listening to this today can tell, I can talk a lot. He said <laughs> this, and I literally went speechless. I I was like I was dumbstruck. I did not right. know what to say. And, and he said, he goes, Michael, you're, you're pretty open about the fact that you're gay. He's like, but I assume there was a time in your life when you weren't as open. He's like, do you think the whole reason that you battled um, presenting well versus being well is all those years that you spent presenting as like presenting as straight? Right. And know, knowing that you weren't. And I was like, 
that's exactly it. Like, yeah. I, like my I, my mind literally blew at that. I was like, I it was learned behavior that I taught myself. Like, right, I, I because it was a it was a survival mechanism. It was like in order to survive in the eighties, mm-hmm. like in especially in the early eighties, I had to present as straight. Like, right. It was not. It wasn't like it is today. Like, like, and God bless the kids today that that are have. And I know everyone has their own coming out journey. And I know for sure, it's, for sure. Not, the I'm, trauma I'm, is a trauma, tra- but exactly. it was but different. In the, it was very different back then because it, it was, you were literally risking your life. Yeah. And, and risking your life and risking alienation, risking yeah. losing everyone you loved and, and, and all that. And so I would, oh God, I'm getting choked up. Um, I, I. It wasn't even that I, I don't even want to say that it was that I presented as straight, knowing that I was gay. Because I didn't even allow myself to acknowledge that I was gay because I didn't understand what that was. You, it was so deep. The, the, but there was also no. At that time, we had no representation. Mm-hmm. The only representation we ever saw of gay people in film or TV was either to be mocked or vilified. Yeah, yeah. it was they were either the punchline of the joke or, of the joke, or they were the villain. Yeah, there was no positive representation, so there was no like. Oh, that's who I am, or that, or, or that, that's that's who I could be. Right. It was like, it was like I don't want. There was nothing. There was nothing. It was just. It was. It was the nothing. It was yeah. an emptiness out yeah. there for you. Yeah. And so I there, I, I'd like to say there's a part of me that just didn't get it, and then there's also the part of me that didn't want to get it. Yeah. And part of me that just like shut it all down, and or as I've said many times, like. Push it up, push it all down. Just, just, yeah, just yeah, pu- pu- push it down. That resonates with yeah. me so much. I did that my whole life. Yep. Um, if if you don't like a feeling, just ignore it. And just shove it. Yeah, shove yeah. It, and shove also, it down and ignore it. Don't talk to people oh, about God, it. No, no. God, don't no. inconvenience them yep. with your things. Yep. Shove it down. Yep. Put a smile on your face because you don't want them to think yep. something because that might inconvenience their day as well. Yep. So just smile and shove it down. Yep. Welcome to Catholicism, yep. guys. Yep. <laughs> That that that's pretty that's pretty much it. it <laughs> shove, shove it down and smile. <laughs> no, really, really, it's it, it's it's shocking. It, it it really is. But once you kind of like let that go, oh man, life life's great. Oh, it it, it is. But I, I I it even like you know they say we we have lessons that we keep repeatedly get, of course. get taught. That was another lesson that I had to be taught again after the stroke because oh. like here I was acting like nothing was wrong and and I here I was terrified i was lonely i was anxious i was isolated i was i was screaming on the inside and people would say how are you doing i'm like i'm fine thank, thank, and, and you're like me. knock knock on the outside yeah. <laughs> all right three guys walk into a bar yeah it, it, it's thanks for asking i'm doing really well thanks it's you it was decades oh absolutely that you were taught something that's not well, going to go like away I, in a couple I, years i taught myself yeah as as a matter of survival. Yeah, it, it's not something that's going to go. Well, yeah, you had a brain injury and like, yeah, you want to be different, but it's not just magically going to disappear. Yeah. It's going to take you know what it is. It's it's like it's like working out. You have lost a tremendous amount of weight. You look amazing. I stop. Bad. Stop. Stop that. Stop with the self-loathing <laughs> Catholic. So I'll just wh- say thank wh- you. <laughs> wh- when I met you. You a portly fella. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I, ne- I, I never, I didn't even realize that at the time because I can't see. <laughs> well, so that being said, though, I kept buying bigger clothes. you, you, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm killing it in this double X. You know, you, you didn't lose all the weight you lost. Right. In a week. No, it took, took a, like a, over a year. It took time. Mm-hmm. It, you didn't gain all that weight in a, a month or two. Yeah. It's going to take just as much time to get rid of, you know, yeah. this emotional weight that you've been carrying. Right. It's not oh, going to go wow. away in a couple of sessions. This took decades. So this you can go any therapy session. No, seriously, you can go to therapy 
over and over for months, yeah. for years, even, oh, I feel better. It might creep up yeah. again. You know, it's going to take time. Yeah. It's not, look, look, it's just like meditation and recovery. There is no meditation perfect. There is no recovery yeah. perfect. It's ongoing, yeah. you know? So with this, it might creep up again. It's just, you have better tools to deal with it when it does, yeah. you know, and slowly but surely we're just letting go, you know, we're, we're, we're letting go. And instead of just presenting, well, we're being honest. Yes. Yeah. I had this weird thing that no matter what anybody asked me, I would just say, oh, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Even when I was in the hospital, when I got home from the hospital, it took me a full year before I can even kind of like remember things that are said to me in front of me. My friends all thought I was fine after yeah. a month. And it's because I was just joking around. Oh, Joe's telling dick jokes. He's fine again. Yeah. And Felice had to like break it down to him. Like, hey, Joe is not OK. Yeah. And they're like. Nobody's joking. He's this and like you guys don't see the night terrors that he's having yeah. every single night. Oh fuck, I almost cried. You guys don't see the things that the, like the deficits that he's suffering yeah. through because fucking present well. Yep. My first therapy session, I asked my therapist, "Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? How's your life yep. going?" So like, what the? It's it, I didn't want to talk about this stuff because it's something You're that an like excellent I am Catholic. Yes, seriously. <laughs> Seriously, like I was like, you know, it's funny, like at, at the after the first like week or two, I was really I asked this. I was like, are, are, you, are you getting enough out of this? <laughs> are, are you getting enough out of this? Because, you know, I, I, I want to yeah. make sure that you're you're enjoying okay. this. I, I have I have to say something because what cracks me about I I didn't say the same thing, but there were times I would. I would beat myself up after I left therapy and I'll go, Oh, he's heard that story already. You have to like, I thought I had to go in and entertain him. Like, Hey, I, 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 I need to bring in some new material. Yes, yes. I was like, like I need, I, not, I need better material. Like, it's not stand up. <laughs> like, I'm going to do soft shoe next time. Yeah. You're not putting on a show. You're literally, you're, you're fixing things that are I'm wrong. Always putting on a show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's the problem. That, that is like, that. That's the problem right there. Like that is, you're, you're I was presenting always really presenting. Well. But look, we're breaking cycles. That's what we're doing. We're learning yeah. as we go. And you know what? It, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not. But we're, we're, we're a work in progress. And, and, and that's what, what, what I think is beautiful. Michael, you are not the worst gay. <laughs> well, there's some things I'm good at. <laughs> you, you, well, you were Trump. You were a trumpet player. So, I mean. <laughs> wait, what? what did you, wait, what did you? Please edit that out. What, 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 what did you just say? You, you, wait, was it, was it flute or trumpet? What did you oh, play? With? Oh, I thought you I thought you said you were a Trump supporter. I you oh, said no, no, Trump no, no. Trump player. Sorry, Trump brain injury. I was like, <laughs> what did you just say? No, clarinet. Clarinet. Yeah, that's... Just a, picture it. That's clarinet. a... Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, out of all of the penis-shaped instruments, that would be top of the list. <laughs> And I was, I was like, I was like concert level good. Like, I, hey, I, I, yeah, I'll say this. You live in West Hollywood. You better be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm just <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, West Hollywood here in California <laughs> is Disneyland for homosexuality. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, the the best way to describe West Hollywood. Yeah, it, 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 it's, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> it's so it's, it's about as expensive at this point, too. That's true. And it's also the happiest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> There's that, wow. So speaking of West Hollywood, this is the time of the show where we give out the socials. And if you wanted to reach out to Mike, you could reach out to Michael at WHMike. At Instagram. At, at, at WHMike on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I used to think it was White House Mike. No. Turns out it's West Hollywood no, it's Mike. Not. Is that West Hollywood no, Mike? No, we've talked about this. <laughs> this is the one, one we, we're going to have another whole episode about this because when when you ask like what your nerddom is, mm -hmm. mine is WH. That okay. So W I've I've 
I'm gonna, about to say this publicly. I've never really said what it stands for. Mm-hmm. So WH, when I was in high, well, not, not high school, well, I'm having another stroke. Um, <laughs> when I was in college, I wrote a, a, a solo show mm-hmm. for my like quote unquote senior thesis. And I, I, my advisors, I had the head of the English department and the head of the drama department. They were both, right. both my advisors. I wrote the show based on Shakespeare's sonnets. Okay. Shakespeare dedicated his sonnets to Mr. W.H. No one, <gasps> yes, no one in the me. world knows who Mr. W.H. is. There are different theories. So I wrote my show. I did all the research. I read all the sonnets. I read all the research on who this could possibly be. And mm-hmm. I created my own version of who W.H. was. And I did this back in 88. So this is before Shakespeare in Love came out. I, My theory was W.H. was the boy actor in Shakespeare's company of actors that Shakespeare wrote all the great female roles for wrote because they there were no female actors right then. they were all all men that played them and so it would take a boy or not I don't want to say boy as in like right. younger, young man y- young man young man you know like late teens early 20s right. that played like Juliet and Viola and all, so that was the character that I wrote. so I wrote this whole show about this this the day that Shakespeare dies this kid finds all these sonnets left to him and so so went back when email addresses first came out i had i had prodigy which wow. they just assign you uh, an, an address and i still mine was mbwh72b how i remember that Whoa, i will never know it was, it was mbwh72b at prodigy.com and then like we finally upgraded to upgraded to aol or you could pick your own <laughs> pick your own email address name and everyone said don't use your real name you don't want you don't want people to have access to your real name so right. I, I was like I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I was like, oh, I just wrote this show where my character's name is WH. I'll do WH Mike. So that's where, and so that has, that has been my, my email address, my handle for everything for so many years. My godsons call me West Hollywood Mike. You call me White House Mike. I do. Have I, have there, there, there are other, like come up with your own WH, but it, it is the WH in Shakespeare sonnets. Definitely. Whatever WH you could come out with, leave it in the show notes. <laughs> e- email me, but, uh, uh, put, put, put it in the comments. Let's figure out some amazing. <laughs> so if you wanted to, you can reach out to White House Mike <laughs> at WH Mike on Instagram. If you want to attempt to reach out to my tiny ass kicking co-host, you can reach out to Lauren at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to me at Joseph Rocks on all the socials. You can reach out to us at the Neuro Nerds everywhere. Man, Mike, I, Michael, White House Mike, WH Mike, West Hollywood Mike. I, I'm, I'm so thankful that you came here. You shared a lot of the things that, that you shared. A lot of the stories I didn't know. We talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot about you. This is, these are, this is filling in some gaps. You know, it's funny. The more and more we talk and the more we learn about each other, it's like filling in the puzzle, right? Yeah. So, like, I have your outline and all of these stories, they're just filling in the gaps of this yeah. puzzle that is White House Mike. You know, I'm so appreciative of you. You know, I fucking love you to death. Love you too. Hey, I'm, I'm so thankful. And speaking of pride, I'm so proud to be your friend. And I'm so thankful that you shared your story for, for everybody here while wearing a Woke Up Gay Again today shirt. That picture will be online. Enjoy because it's fantastic. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And th- thank you for giving me a chance to share share this stuff. I really appreciate it. Uh, of course. And on this very prideful note, this neuro nerd is out. I love that shirt. Like, I need it desperately. I need it so bad. That was great. Thank you so much. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. 
Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the NeuroNerds on the Apple Podcast app today.